Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I help women to overcome obstacles so they can become courageous warriors who live with hope. This is your place for inspiration and empowerment. I hope you will connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Hey there, hope you're doing great today. I thought today would be a good day to talk about perfection. Importantly, saying goodbye to perfection. Have you ever thought about this? We barely notice or we even disregard other people's imperfections, but we tend to zero in on our own. Who doesn't go straight to their image in a group photo? Come on. I know you do because I do. (laughs) We all go straight to our own image in that photo. And if it happens to be an excellent shot of us, oh my gosh, we are satisfied. But anything short of remarkable, and we start to notice every flaw. You do that, don't you? You stare at that photo long enough and you become hideous, right? You think, oh, that's not my slimmest posture, angle. Oh, look at the way my hair was, this, that, or the other thing. The more you focus on it, the worse it gets because what we focus on becomes magnified. Perfectionism is a beast. And you've heard me talk about beasts. Let's talk about my definition of a beast. So they come in all shapes and sizes and some arrive due to an alcoholic or an addict in the family. It could be abuse, abandonment, an accident or illness, loss, perfectionism, or something else. Many are a combination of two or more. So you could have a multi-headed beast. I certainly did and still do, still comes at me. A beast is that situation, person, attitude, or circumstance that has left you lost, defeated, frustrated, angry, hopeless, helpless, or living in paralyzing fear. Maybe all of the above are a combination. Our beasts remind us of the past. They keep us from living in the present and fearful of the future. Can you relate to this? They will do whatever it takes to keep us living in these various states or regrettably in all of them. Many things are beasts and everyone is living with one. And like I said, most have multiple heads. Here's what's important. Beasts are not from God. And I don't even like to give Satan enough respect by using his name. So I call him the big beast. You know, he's kind of orchestrating the whole thing. If your spiritual beliefs differ, as I always say, you can still get on board with our beast not being what is best for us, right? If there is a beast school, then you know for sure the big beast is the headmaster and he trains his students well. Beasts are tough, but God is tougher important to note. So while these beasts only have a few tricks up their sleeves, they're all carefully chosen for each of us. And we happen to be talking about perfection in this episode, but I'm sure you have realized that, you know, it's that same thing for you or those same couple of things that keep getting you down, that keep coming at you. That's no accident. What we value most will be threatened. Our gifts and talents are questioned ever felt that? 
and we are constantly reminded of our perceived failures and shortcomings. So the more we try to accomplish something or get somewhere, the harder our beasts work to derail us from happiness, hope, healing, purpose. They love to tear down our confidence and self-worth and keep us covered in shame and guilt. I mean, they are nasty little creatures, but they can be taken down. When I first started using beasts as a concept, a thought, I mean, I'm sure it's not an original thought. I mean, a lot of people refer to the devil as a beast. Um, I was, it really came to me though, because I was in the early years of my daughter Jamie's addiction and there were situations that I still can't even believe we went through and how many we went through because I've forgotten so many of them. I just haven't thought about them in so long. But I remember at one point just going, man, addiction is a beast. And then I, you know, further was thinking about it and going, yeah, well, so is what I'm living through. And then it got me to just really thinking about all these things that we go through being beasts. And so that, I mean, you could look at it that way and go, oh my gosh, we've got all these beasts. What are we supposed to do about it? We have to combat them. We have to stand up to them. This is why I talk about courage nonstop. So let's get back to talking about perfectionism. That is definitely a beast. So think about this. There are times when a friend will point out a blemish, gray hair, you know, or some other flaw that they have, right? And you don't even notice it. I have had that happen where somebody goes, oh my gosh, my skin, look at, I've got this zit. And I'm thinking, I was with her for an hour, never even noticed it until they brought it up, right? That's the way they are looking at us. They don't see us with the same critical eye as we see ourselves. We are literally our worst critics. So let's go back to that blemish idea. Okay, so you have this blemish on your skin. You cannot pass a mirror without feeling like this thing is, you know, three inches around and, and has a beacon on it, right? Like that's all anybody sees. You look like a cyclops. I mean, this is what we do to ourselves. I have a friend who was starting out her Facebook page and being on video and not used to it. And I literally told her, listen, I know you're scared, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to go on there with no makeup, your hair all messy when you first get out of bed and make sure you have a zit on your face somewhere for sure. And how about something green in your teeth? Because I told her at some point, every one of those things is going to happen. Okay, well, maybe you won't just get right out of bed and not wear makeup. Those are choices. But I mean, literally at some point you will find some imperfection. So I remember this time, it was actually the first time I was on a television program being interviewed and it was live. The feeds are actually maybe 10 minutes later. You know, every 10 minutes it's, it goes, uh, flows out to the audience but it's live for all intents and purposes. There's no editing. It's all happening. So anyways, I, afterwards, they had this big, huge screen in this room where people came to gather after the show. And my um, portion was, was being shown, remember? Because it's 10 minutes delayed. And so when we got out there, you know, 10 minutes later, it, it began. And so there we were. And, and there I was on this big screen. You know, my face is huge on this big screen. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I actually look good. My hair looks good. I'm thinking, oh, I sound good. Hey, this is really great. Everything's looking good. And then I saw it. What in the heck? On above my lip, there was a huge 
brown blob. I don't have a beauty mark there. What in the world? Then I remembered that my great niece and I, while somebody else was, you know, shooting their segment, I sat in the audience and at a break when there was no shooting going on, my great niece and I were kind of just playing around and talking with each other. And I had this brown lip gloss out and we were putting it on our lips and kind of having some fun. Oh my gosh, if that wasn't a blob of brown lip gloss. And when I saw it, I went, oh my gosh, it was all I could see. And so after that, when I would watch that airing, that shooting, that uh, interview, that's all I could see. I haven't watched it in a while. I should watch it now with a different attitude and see if I still think that way. But you know what I'm talking about? That's what we do. We have got to stop being our worst critics. Here's the thing. There's no such thing as perfectionism. I feel like right now there are so many people out there pointing fingers at everybody else. Everybody else is making mistakes. Who are these people? Are they perfect? No, far from it. Like the rest of us. You are not perfect and you never will be. Neither will I. Neither will anybody. Nothing is going to go as planned. You know what? I've planned events. I've built businesses. I've done creative projects. I've planned my life. None of it has gone as planned. I mean, if somebody has had something go just as planned, I'd like to hear about it. I mean, weddings, it doesn't matter. There's always something. They may turn out wonderful, but do they go just as you envision or as you plan? No, because life is involved. There are all sorts of aspects of life that we, we have zero control over. And we invite perfect people into our worlds. Wait, back up. I said that wrong. See, you know what? This is funny. The second I said that and knew I had misspoke, I was thinking, well, I'll edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out on purpose because I misspoke because I'm not perfect. We invite imperfect people into our worlds and then we expect something to be perfect. One of my sister-in-laws told me one time that she's always disappointed after every holiday, those that she would host. And I got it because I was like that for a long time too. And it was because she was striving for perfection. And so I told her what I'm telling you. If you're going to invite imperfect people to your supposedly perfect event and expect it to be perfect, you're going to be disappointed. Life isn't perfect. People aren't perfect. We have to learn to go with the flow. We have to learn to take a left turn, a right turn. We have to learn to sometimes to take a U-turn. We have to learn to lighten up and let it go and let things flow. And that is not easy for those of us who've spent a lot of our lives being control freaks. I'm one in recovery. So you've got to let go of this illusion of perfectionism. Because you know what it, one thing it does? It really messes with your confidence. Because you plan something, you strive for something, and it doesn't go as planned, and then you feel like a failure. It's kind of interesting when we go through really horrific and difficult and challenging experiences, when we face certain traumas, it really can change our perspective, especially if we're working to become a better person. If we're working on ourselves, this will happen where you'll, you'll take experiences and you'll learn and grow from them. And, you know, many, many things used to bother me or upset me before Jamie died. 
And, and I've discovered that losses are opportunities to gain such great perspective. So when you're tempted to get upset about something, especially something that's not life or death, find some perspective on the situation. My son, Sean, and his wife, Nikki, were married a couple of years ago up in Sedona. And, you know, we had all these plans, of course. And it turned out to be magnificent. But did everything go as planned? Of course not. The first thing was on the drive up there, this was Labor Day weekend. I don't know what we were thinking. We left early on a Friday. Well, forget that. You get to one part where it's a very, you know, one lane. I think it's one lane. Maybe it's two lanes. I, you know, see, can't even remember. See, it turned out to be not that important, but it was dead stop traffic. It took us a long time to get there. And we're only a couple hours away at most. So anyway, you know, double the time to get there. And then, you know, we had a great time and everything. Then it was time to go to the wedding. And the wedding was something like nine miles away from this big house we had rented for 20 people, this huge place. And so we, it was, you know, and, and, and Nikki kept saying, we have to go at this time. And we're going, geez, that's so early. What is she thinking? Well, she knew what was going on. That was the one lane. When you go into the little town of Sedona, it's really small. And they actually had some road construction. And I think those nine miles took us an hour and a half or something like that. Thankfully, she looked at that and decided to leave early. But that was not on her first plan. She had to change her plan. Rich and I, it was very, the, the instructions of where this was, it was an outdoor place that it's not a, a church. It wasn't a building. It's just a place, beautiful place. But we had, a, our, our navigation was not getting us there. Thankfully, I mean, the, and the service for cell was spotty. Thankfully, Nikki's parents stayed in contact with us and were able to, you know, kind of talk us in. And um, when we got there, it was Literally, the wedding needs to start. I mean, we, they were, they were kind of stressing out. Sean was going, oh my gosh, am I going to get married without my mom and my stepdad? No way. So then where we had to go, such a cool place, as I said. So where you park and where you have to get to, it's all rocky. And that had been mentioned. But of course, I'm wearing these really nice, nice, probably my most expensive shoes. And it's rocky. And it's, I mean, and my heels were absolutely destroyed. So far from perfection, right? The old me would have been stressed out about my heels being ruined and, you know, we're kind of sweaty and, and, you know, what is my makeup looking like? This Valerie was just so grateful and thankful to be at her son's wedding in this beautiful venue. And you know what? Shoes be damned. Whatever. They're just shoes. P.S. I did have them fixed and they look great. But you see what I mean? We have a choice. Okay, so I have this big goal. This is a non-negotiable one. This is to make it to heaven first. <laughs> this is like, I have to make it to heaven. But what's so important is I want to hear God say, well done. And this is what I'm taking into consideration when I am expecting him to say it. I'm taking into consideration the imperfection that's my life. All of the messiness, my numerous mistakes, my failures, my terrible, awful choices, but also the good stuff. The whole enchilada that is Valerie Silvera's life, I'm expecting to hear well done because I understand that God is not 
looking for perfection. He might be looking for our best, but even our best is not perfection. I hope this inspires you today, and I want to give you a tip. Please do this when this episode is over. Make a list of everything you do well. Did you notice the word I used? Well, I didn't say perfect. I said well. My list is long. If I make a list, I have actually made a list of everything I do well, and it's long. And I hope yours is too, because it should be. Please note this. When I tell you that I have this long list, please note that it would be very easy for me to have little caveats and little asterisks next to each one. Right? Okay. So I say, what have I done well? Motherhood. Oh, oh, here's my asterisk. Oh, oh, here's my caveat. But I made a lot of mistakes. Okay, that's a given. I still did it well. You could, you could put something down about, I'm a good cook, except for, you know, I seem to always mess up that souffle. Okay. Remember, this is a list of things you do well, not things you do perfectly. You get the point. No caveats, no asterisks in this exercise, because I'm not asking you to write down everything you've done perfectly. If I ask you to do that, you don't even need a pen because it's nothing. So give yourself some credit. As I said before, nobody should be expecting perfection from you, including you. Because I know God is not expecting perfection. It's time for you to say goodbye to perfectionism and start believing in yourself and valuing the things that you do well. And stop beating up on yourself. Tearing down your confidence. Stop agreeing with your beast. Say goodbye to perfection. Wherever you are in this world, whatever you're going through, know that you're not alone because I'm standing right there with you. Your story matters, so live it courageously. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time at Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. In the meantime, connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com.